0: Okay, welcome back to the show that has never been done before. Uh, My name is Brian Ross, and we are broadcasting live from the Perimeter Roofing Studio on the End Results Radio Network from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson here in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. So the title of this show, It's Not Crypto. Uh, Let me start there, and we'll unpack some things that I think could be helpful for some people in the future at some point, maybe. How about that for definitive nothingness? Uh, (coughs) I was thinking about this show and how this would unfold and what that might look like in terms of quality of life, and even when you say quality of life, you think, oh man, is this going to be even worth five minutes of my time? And it might not. Let's be honest. It might be something that you go, my quality of life is fine, and let's move on to sports talk. Maybe not. So the idea being at my age, and if you had to guess my age, that would be hard to do, on a podcast, Um, so but I do have a flair for guessing people's ages, and I don't know why I have that flair, but I do, so um, the idea being at my age now, which if you had to guess, what would you say just by the tone of my voice, 37, 41, all right, here it comes, 48 years old. So the idea being at this age, what are some things that I would want to potentially share with my 38 year old self? And when I think about that, I'm thinking, you know, my 38 year old self might say, you know what? I'm good. Don't worry about it. Just keep, you know, things are kind of on track. So just adios. And then I thought about What are some things at 48 that I'd want to share with my 28-year-old self? And I was thinking about at 28, you know, putting myself back in those shoes. Because if you guys can think back to 20s, you know, people that were my age were like real adults. And I'm thinking about, like adulting you know I'm thinking about taxes I'm thinking about like a family and children and a mortgage payment and the Labrador retriever and yeah I check all those boxes and I'm wondering you know me trying to share some things with my 28 year old self if I would have even listened or just said something like hey, grandpa, <laughs> save, the, save the knowledge for someone who can use it at a later time. So it's one of those things where, hey, if I could say, hey, to my 38-year-old self, I could say, hey, to my 28-year-old self, here are a couple things that maybe, quite possibly, maybe, might be helpful in navigating, you know, some of the challenges, some of the Uh, ups and downs, you know, some of the uh, crisis, you know, that we all find ourselves in uh, at different points in our lives. So uh, I don't know if I would have listened to me, is what I'm saying. So maybe uh, this might be something for you or helpful for you that uh, my 10-year-old self ago or my 20-year-old self ago would not have listened to, but I think it could be something for uh, people now that go, Hey, that's not bad. Or eh, I'll pass. So whether it's things like fitness, you know, whether it's things like uh, financial stability, which that always kind of scares me because you just don't know how much money people really have. You know, you don't know who makes what, you know, what people really have in their accounts. You really don't know, you know, based on the car they drive or the house they have or their clothes. I mean, you just don't know what financial stability really means and so you know I'll, I'll share with you what i think it could mean on some level and then you can decide if that even makes sense or not um i always feel like relationships you know um go a long way in this world so whether that's personal relationships or uh, professional relationships that you can really um manage uh, a lot of successful things in your life through healthy relationships and um, so i can talk about that Uh, when it comes to marriage uh, let's see i've been married we dated for two years golly i was 27 and my wife at the time was 20 and so think about that talk about uh, billy idol robin the cradle um, bringing her to my hometown and introducing her to my parents, namely my dad, when she wasn't even 21, I'm like, well, I love her. You know, it's that leap of faith. It's that, um, X factor, you know, like I just know this is the person I'm supposed to be with. And so it worked out, you know? So thankfully, uh, two years we dated two years, uh, we were engaged, which I would recommend that, you know, a two-year engagement, give that some thought, man give that some thought young ladies because a two-year engagement gives you a little more runway and it's not a hurry up offense when it comes to planning all the things that you're going to fight about or all the things that you're going to really have some of your more crucial conversations about so a two-year engagement now we've been married for 17 years (laughs) so there it is uh and i feel like we're going pretty good, you know, so that'll be something I'd love to talk a little bit about in future episodes should uh, future episodes be warranted (laughs) on this amazing platform of success. So uh, with that, uh, if I can tell you a little bit about some of those things uh, over the course of time, you know, this show would, would lead to or expose, you know, some of those building blocks that again future happiness that sounds about as hokey as anything you could possibly say let's just say um let's just say something that you'd feel good about going forward in terms of here you go full circle quality of life <laughs> um, i i work with a lot of young people and i've had a chance to work with thousands of people over the years and so some of the younger generations i try and share with them that you know, happiness equals reality minus expectations, right? So let me let me slow that down for you. Uh, to to boil it down to the most simple thing, happiness equals reality. Excuse me. Happiness equals expectations minus reality there you go i went to the university of georgia we'll talk about that uh, also in terms of some of the mistakes i make and some of the um slip-ups you know in this podcast not necessarily known as the harvard uh, of the south and so (laughs) the name the title of the show it's not crypto uh it's not crypto so that's 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 the name of it and i will say i did have I don't know if you'd call it an epiphany because epiphany sounds like something that you would have like a godly vision or it sounds much more worldly you know when someone has an epiphany or it's much more meaningful to the world I wouldn't say it was that so I'll just call it I had an epiphany light uh, when I came up with it's not crypto and so the street version the street version of what I mean is, and my, I say that my sister is brilliant. And people used to always say, your sister is so smart. And I'd say, yeah, I got all the street smarts, which means nothing, honestly, which means if I was on the street and what, I was a drug dealer, there was a good chance that I might not get arrested as many times as someone else who wasn't as street smart as me so um, take that for what it's worth that might not make any sense but whenever your particular life experience here's the street version whatever your particular life experiences are uh, either good or bad i think personally you can build on those uh, over time and lead a more And get ready for this one. This is going to be a real zinger in terms of um, just odd word choice. Ready? I think you can build over time, and that will lead to a more charmed life. (laughs) A charmed life. Is that what you seek? Because now you have found the podcast to lead you there. You have found the podcast to lead you to a charmed life. It's Not Crypto, episode one. The leader in helping people find a charmed life. So now with that, it just means you have to put in the time, right? So with that, obviously... Uh, and I'll back it up. You can build on the experiences that you have in life, good or bad, and that should lead to what we call a charmed life if you're willing to put in the time. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And it's not crypto. What that means to me would be it's just a process. I sound like Nick Saban. Uh, It's a process meaning, you know, owning two Bitcoins... Or three Bitcoins or, you know, a lot of people, man, if I had bought 20 Bitcoin, you know, if, or if I had bought 50 Bitcoin um, 10 years ago, you know, that would have made me, I would be set up, right? Now, would you be set up financially or in a better position financially if 10 years ago you had bought 50 Bitcoin? Let's, um, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Probably. Yes. So what's, I I watch CNBC in the morning pretty consistently only because it's not as political as other stations. So let me give you my politics real quick. I'm fiscally conservative. I'm socially very liberal. There you go. So I don't think that that should cancel me. (laughs) So I don't know. Hopefully again, um, yeah, I would just say fiscally conservative, socially, you know, very uh, liberal. And so, you know, when you get into to CNBC and that's just part of my ro- uh, morning routine, you know, they just have all, it's, it's like follow the money, you know, like when you watch uh, the world and you can see like where the money goes, you know, I think you really get a sense of like some things that are happening and, and who the big players are that, are that are moving pieces on the board. And so... You know, fifty Bitcoin now. You know, trading at fifty thousand per per Bitcoin. You know, on average. Again, here we go. UGA. So, what's fifty times fifty thousand? Is that two point five million? So, I think that's two point, Let's go with that. Jesse, run that math for me. Fifty times fifty thousand. 2.5 million is accurate. So there we go. Go dogs. Um, so yeah, with 2.5 million, does that lead to long-term happiness? It would definitely improve your financial situation. But honestly, uh, and again, it sounds corny. In terms of like mind, body, and spirit, uh, I'm just going to hopefully create a show here that just talks about some of the right activities uh, over a longer period of time. Uh, including, listen to this, including, but not limited to a lot of the bad decisions that I've made. So I think on a podcast, you can just let it rip, right? So let's get into it with all the bad decisions I made, you know, in college. Um, You know, I bought a jet ski and I didn't uh, live on the lake and I didn't know anybody that lived on the lake. Um, but it made sense at the time, right? So there's just, I have a, listen, I have a cachet. There's another word that may, may or may not work in that sentence, but I have a laundry list <laughs> of bad decisions and, and poor judgment. And and oftentimes that leads to near-death experiences uh, that I will also be happy uh, to share with you and <laughs> there's been more than one occasion where now I'm like thankful that I'm alive right and so it's not about me just going oh here's you know work hard study hard be coachable and that's going to you know lead to you know quality of life and, and forget about you know how many ethereum coins you own your own that's not it i'm hoping it can just be hey let's talk about all of the bad decisions some of the poor judgment the near death experiences Uh, In addition to that, you know, some of the right activities, you know, over a long period of time that could and should lead to some things that you feel like you'd like to see happen. You know, some things that and it's really that, right? It's it's you get what you picture, right? And so, you know, what do you picture and, and how can we get there? And, you know, I remember one time reading you what you are someday, So how about this? If you're taking notes, do people still take notes anymore? I don't think so. I still take notes, but I don't think other people typically take notes, right? So it's all, let me just jot that in my phone. Fine. Let me put that in my tablet. No problem. Let me leave my, that's a good, let me do a voice memo. No problem, right? So if you are taking notes, if if you need to quickly grab a piece of paper and a pen, Or if you don't have a pen, a a spare finger, and a sharp knife. How terrible is that joke? I have a million of those too. I have got sayings and adages and things that we'll explore that you'll go, that makes no sense why you would even bring that up on a podcast. A baker's dozen. I mean, what is it? We're going to talk about that. Um last night at dinner, somebody said to me, I'll give you a dollar to donuts. And I'm like, what, what did that come from? A dollar? What does that mean? Like, I'll give you a dollar to donuts. And I'm like, well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to find out what the heck when someone says, very rarely, I'll give you a dollar to donuts. Um, how that, how that works. Um, So when I ask a question like, how am I doing so far? It's a podcast. So, and I don't have any guests and I'm not, I'm not co-hosting with anyone. So I'm asking that question, not for you. Um, it's really just for me to kind of pump myself up. Right. And so I'm just kind of going, how am I doing so far? And myself, I'm thinking so far, so good. Like you're not totally imploding, um, in your first, 18 minutes. So, okay. Now, the goal being, this won't be like every other podcast. And that says, and that's everybody that has ever done a podcast. Um, But if we can get somewhere uh, or get you uh, to a place uh, where you feel like you've got a little bit more traction, you know, when it comes to potential, uh, where you feel like, you know what, that gives me a little more insight into what the best version of myself might be uh, or, you know, again, I want to keep it light. Uh, I want to make you laugh. Um, you know, I think it's important, you know, if you at least smile <laughs> um, and honestly just get you to pause, you know, and and just think like, hey, what are some things that are important to me? You know, like, what are some things that I th- that are important to me in my life, and, uh, and then we'll kind of build on that. So before I go in, I'm going to go in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to talk about some personal values. Uh, but I also thought, what are some things on a podcast that people don't do that I can do that would be maybe a little different? So, you know, when you pull up a podcast, you see the picture of someone. And so, yeah, you probably saw my picture. Uh, but you don't know how tall I am. and You don't know how much I weigh. So I am six foot one, and I weigh about one hundred and ninety five pounds. So there it is. Um, in terms of, of you know how I look at myself in the mirror, I don't think I'm handsome. Uh, I don't think I'm not handsome. You know I'm probably right down the middle. Uh, who do you think you look like? Who do the who do who do people say you know you kind of look like this person? And I'm sure at some point someone has said that to you. And so think about that for a second because I've had over the years, let's not say everybody says I look like this person, but on occasion, on occasion, people will say to me, you know who you look like? And when they say that, I know exactly who they're talking about. And so people say to me from time to time, you look exactly like that guy from Friends and so I'm like, okay, and I know who they're talking about, so I'll let you guess. Do you think I look like Ross from Friends? My last name is Ross. That's not it. Do you think I look like Joey from Friends? Nope, that's not it. So yeah, I have, have from time to time had people say, you look just like Chandler. And I'm like, Okay which is reasonable, right? Like that's a reasonable person to be compared to in this world. Like, okay, I can do, I'm at, you know, you look a little bit like Matthew Perry. That's fine. That's not, you know, crazy good looking. That's not crazy, you know, bad looking. It's just like, I, okay, works for me. So imagine that, that Chandler Bing was doing a podcast, and this was episode one, and, uh, and here we are. Uh, introducing the show and what it's about. How am I doing so far? Uh, okay, so we're gonna spend the next nine minutes and just talk a little bit about what I think are personal values. And at the end of this first episode, I'll give you uh, a way to find out what your personal values are because it's not about you know you finding out what I want and you know you wanting the things that I want. It's about what are the things that you want. And what are those personal values? And so I can share with you, uh, I did this exercise at the beginning of January and I have a a business coach and I want to thank her for this exercise because it was tremendous. Um, Coming up with them, kind of agreeing that yes, those are my personal values. Like they weren't so far-fetched that I was like, that's not me. It was like, those are my personal values. And then from there, realizing that I've kind of maybe subconsciously gotten to where I am uh, today based on these personal values, not even really knowing what those personal values were. So again, here's a head start in life where if you can determine now what your personal values are, there's going to be a more well-lit path for you being able to work towards some of those, uh, just having a little bit more clear vision on things that are important to you. So we're going to go with number one for myself. And again, I don't want this to be all about me, but we're going to run through these real quick. I'll give you a brief explanation and then we can, uh, we can get excited about episode two. So the first one is just health. For some reason, I have always been, um, you know, it's been important to me—not not in a way that I'm like crazy health nut, uh, but I am also someone who's just always been mindful of my health. Uh, what's the term for someone who? Am I a hypochondriac? If I am always like kind of hypersensitive to my health, I think I'm I'm a borderline hypochondriac um, in terms of just. I've always told myself that I never get sick. I never get sick. And you know, honestly, I have not been sick in a long time. Like I can't think of a time recently in the last 10 to 20 years that I've been like really sick. And I think a lot of that is just self-talk, but I just, health has always been something pretty important to me. I've always told myself that I would live to be a hundred years old. And why is that? Not sure. Um, but I just have always told myself that I never get sick. I'm gonna to live to be a hundred, and kind of an odd one is I don't require much sleep. <laughs> now, I'd require more sleep now than usual, or than I did as a as a in my 20s or 30s. But I've just never required that much sleep for some reason. Four, five, six hours. I'm pretty pretty solid, pretty good to go. So, um, we'll talk more in future episodes about a morning routine. I'm a morning person, so. I'm not going to say this show will help you be a morning person. Um, I will say that there's some things that you can do with your morning routine that might shift, that might move the needle a little bit on how you look at the mornings and how you feel like you're ready for not a more productive day, you know, air quotes, Not not the double air quotes, but I'm thinking like single air quotes, which I don't know what the difference is. I was thinking about if it's like a quote, of a fake, like a Mark Twain quote, it would be double quotes, but like sometimes if I'm just quoting a little phrase, I'll just use the singles. I don't know what the difference is. We can talk about that uh, also at some point in the never future. Um, I do have kids, you know, they're 12, 10, and three. And so, you know, as a, with a three-year-old at 48, that means I'll be 50 with a five-year-old, which means when they are 20 to 30 years old, I'll be between 65 and 75, so I've already reverse engineered the numbers on age, so that's probably another reason that health, I think, is important to me in terms of personal values. I'd like to help all my children, you know, avoid some of the, uh, the judge, bad judgment uh, that I made uh, along the way. Although they need to make some bad decisions, let's be honest. Uh, second thing is family, just family and family. How about that? So just being the husband that I always hoped I could be, or being the the father that I always pictured I would be. You know, that's something uh, that I think most people, on some level, you know, uh, aspire to. Uh, so I'm no different. So number one is health. Number two is family. The third one is financial stability. And again, that's one of those you know, kind of what does that mean? You know, we'll talk about that in terms of just what does that maybe mean to you? You know, or what does that maybe look like for you in the future? And, um, you know, for me, it was just wanting to create an opportunity or wanting to be in a situation where if I was fortunate enough to have children, that they could go to college wherever they wanted. Like, that's one of those like stories in my head that I've always just held tight where I want to do something in my life professionally where financially uh, if I was fortunate enough to have children that if they decided they wanted to attend a college that they could go to college uh, wherever they wanted. So we can talk about that. I've always been a big believer in just erring on the side of generosity. The last the last two, one is, is meaningful work. So meaningful work just goes with You know, whatever your career or job is, um, just trying to do good at it. You know, trying to give back, you know, what you put into the lives of others, you know, comes back into your own. But always telling yourself that you're in your professional prime. You know, always telling yourself, like, you know, this is my professional prime. I used to tell myself that in my 20s. I told myself that throughout my 30s. Uh, I will continue to tell myself that uh, through my 40s and 50s. So it's just like the mindset of like, hey, I'm at my best, you know, so this is it. You know, this is my very, very best. Uh, I am 100%, you know, in my professional prime. So meaningful work was number four for me. And then the last one, number five, was uh, friendships. And so, again, I mentioned that earlier in this blockbuster award-winning episode one That friendships, you know, friendships that are lifelong and just the significance of relationships. Um, I just feel like that's what moves the needle, you know, more than anything in our lives. Uh, When we are in the best of times, when we are in the more challenging of times, there's just people that you can lean on and people that you consider to be good friends. And just the significance of those relationships that can really help you uh, persevere through much through anything, and also celebrate. You know all the things that that uh, you feel uh, most excited about. So, the the website for you to check out and do your own personal values assessment is personal. So P E R S O N A L V A L U, and then it's dot e s. So check that out. P E R S O N. A-L V-A-L-U dot E-S so that is the you should be able to find it somehow some way and that will give you a head start as we uh, get into episode 2 so episode 2 is going to be a little bit more about me and then episode 3 we're going to dig in with some of the life philosophies and success principles that I believe uh, will help you you know look forward to some things and also believe on some level that that It is not about crypto. Thanks for listening.